taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin and Anna. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey through Star Wars from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker. I'm Calvin. I've seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Anna. I've seen a little bit of Star Wars. And I'm Wyatt, and I've seen far too much Star Wars. So, this week we are talking about the Clone Wars movie and episodes kind of relating to that. Season 2, Episode 16, Cat and Mouse, and Season 1, Episode 16, The Hidden Enemy, serve as prequels to the Clone Wars movie itself. So, we watched those before watching the Clone Wars movie, and we had a lot of opinions. So, Anna, what do you think of getting randomly shunted into the middle of season two of a TV show. It was a little bizarre. Overall, I feel like I'm a little used to Star Wars by now, kind of, so it was easier for me to, like, catch on to what was happening. I I feel like for the past two movies, I've really struggled to understand what was going on in the beginning, but this one, you know, caught on pretty quickly, but that's, I think that's also just, like, the nature of a TV show. It's also, Um, yeah, it's it's the children's TV show, and this is a pretty straight forward art. Yeah, I and this I is not say- at all a dig on you watching the movies. It's kind of a dig on how clunky and convoluted the two first movies themselves are. Yeah, no, absolutely. Compared to a children's TV show. Yeah, no, no, no. And it, it's really clear the the audience difference in this um, and that mm-hmm. this is sort of geared towards a younger audience. Um, but nonetheless, it was still really enjoyable. I, I Did Anakin have that scar before? I don't remember Anakin having that scar in Attack of the Clones, but he had a scar over his eye. So I was like, if this is going chronologically, like, where did he get this fucking scar from? I kind of um, always assumed he got that from Dooku, but... If you know anything yeah, else so, that contradicts that. So this is where we get into some like interesting behind the scenes stuff. Originally, the when they were originally making the Clone Wars series, it was before the Disney purchase, and it was before they sort of did the reset on all of the what counted as canon. So um, the original story that I think is basically supposed to be assumed as roughly similar things happened in this version of the story is Anakin got his scar from Ventress um, okay. in a fight. They, they That was shown in an older, I think several versions of it have been told. But yeah, the, also the uh, version of it that you don't know, but this isn't really a spoiler, is that in Revenge of the Sith, the third prequel movie, Anakin has that scar. So he just looks right. like he does in the third movie, which you haven't seen yet. Yeah, so he, like, he has the scar, but there's been, like, yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I had a lot of thoughts about this. I feel like my biggest thing in all of the Clone Wars of this whole, whole thing, two episodes and the movie, were the clones. The clones and also how Annie has changed since the previous, since since um, Attack of the Clones. Those were basically like the two, big, and then obviously the introduction of Ahsoka. But like, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I just have them like capital letters. Like, did Annie always have that scar? <laughs> what was that? Um, no, scar's yeah. new, curly hair in the back's new, uh, and he's a full Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has... He has gone through his trials and has attained the rank of Jedi Knight. That's the important thing. The rat tail is dead. Long live the rat tail. I think I was a little confused about how much time had passed, but clearly a lot of time has passed from this moment uh, from Attack of the Clones because of Anakin's like huge, like physical appearance change and where we're at, like in the war. I mean, the war is pretty like going, you know, it's it's pretty all out. When season two, episode 16 starts, or at least that's how I felt, it felt like we're in a war. Whereas Attack of the Clones, it's like we are starting a war. Does that make sense? Yes. I feel like I just said war so many times. Well, this is Um, a Star Wars podcast. War! About the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. And these Um, were some pretty war-centric episodes. Yeah. Yeah, It's always interesting 
looking back at these, it's always interesting looking back at these episodes again, having seen the whole thing. Like, these episodes are a lot of uh, just people shooting at each other, it feels like for me, sometimes. At least, See, I, a very much they had an enemy for me. Go on, Anna. I, I very much liked the action sequences in at least in Cat and Mouse, I feel like there were so many cool things happening. Uh-huh. The submarine Anakin, style is is pretty fun. Yeah, and a- Anakin, he was a lot more likable in this, in all of the Clone Wars so far it, that I've seen and like these uh-huh. three things. Um, but specifically in Cat and Mouse, I feel like his sort of recklessness, you know, it pays off and that makes me want uh-huh. to like him more. Whereas I feel like in Attack of the Clones, he just felt very immature and annoying, and I just was not about him at all. I feel very much, I feel a lot more like drawn to Anakin or this version of Anakin because yeah. he's like funny, he's cool, he's charismatic, and he's like a bad boy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it works. He he's earns. He's people he's going to, he, he's like actively trying to impress now though, you know, in Padme and Ahsoka. I think the the war, like the importance of that one senator is a little lost on me. That was the one thing that was like, okay, I'm like, y'all are fighting a, a huge battle for like this one dude, but also... For senator Organa? Yeah, but also it's like, it's not okay. just him, it's like all the people on that planet, you know? So, you know, yeah. it, it made sense to me. And I was like, honestly, any senator, like they're not just gonna let a senator, hand a senator over to um, the separatists. So, you know, it made sense to me, but I was also like, who is this dude? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think he's briefly in Attack of the Clones. He will be a recurring character in this era of storytelling. Yeah, Senator yeah. Bail Organa did show up. He was on the terrace with Palpatine and Masameta and the rest of the uh, people mm-hmm. at the very, very end when they were looking out at the clone army in the on Coruscant. Yeah. So, so the fighting was dope. Anakin was dope. That moment where he hits a creepy spider dude um, with his... What's his Trench. name? With a moment when he hits Trench with his own torpedoes. Torpe- mm. Yeah, there were torpedoes, I think. That was just so cool to me. I was like, yes, 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 Anakin, get him. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like that was so cool. Some good moments of pilot Anakin, yeah. Yeah, and that, that was definitely like, that That made this whole experience super enjoyable. It was just watching all of those like little, cool, clever things that Anakin does. But in the overall like storytelling of Star Wars, this felt kind of insignificant, I guess. Does that make sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we Christophsis get... isn't like the biggest deal. <laughs> no, it's it's really I mean, it becomes notable for like being the first time Anakin meets Ahsoka. Like that's their their yeah. first working together is really how it's important in the big picture. But and like a not a lot of Clone Wars gets this sort of treatment of like going back and sort of telling more of the story. There's a lot of like one-off planets and stuff. So it is kind of I mean, it looks cool. It's a, it's some fun design work on Christophsis. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. I love that sort of um like that city, that like space city look. I don't know. I I kind of prefer it that to like all I, I feel like I love Tatooine, but we've gotten so much of Tatooine. I was excited for something a little a little more jazzy for once. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, that is the last of Tatooine we'll see for a while, so Yeah, and I'm glad like I, I I don't know. Tatooine does have a special place in my heart just because it was like the only thing I liked in Phantom Menace. Um yeah. <laughs> But I but Christophsis is is cool. Um and there's so much going on with the clones that that was like. Yeah, let's let's move on to Hidden Enemy, yeah, which is your first because yeah. you wanted after Attack of the Clones, you wanted to dig into the clones. We'll get some more of that in early Clone Wars, but this is your first clone episode. What'd you think? Oh my god, Hidden Enemy was so awesome. I was losing my absolute mind. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. This was probably by far, like, my favorite of anything I've seen Star Wars. Like, right now. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen that much. But, like, this (laughs) episode of Clone Wars was just so dope. This is so good. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like my whole brain melted. The clones... I have so many questions about the clones. I was like... 
the clones can be leaders. What does that mean? Are the clones different from each other? What does it mean to be a clone? I love how each of their character designs are like slightly different. It's like they all were like, you need to be able to tell who's who. So they all got different haircuts and stuff. Um, it's like Zumbinis, I, you know? Like you pick out the eyes, you pick out the nose. And either of you play Zumbinis at all? I've never no. played Zumbinis. What about Zambonis? <laughs> Zambonis? If anyone has played Zumbinis and is listening to this, I will talk to you about it. Tweet at us. <laughs> um, okay, I do like on. that uh, the, like, if you're not a main character clone and you've got a different haircut, it's terrible. Like, they have oh some of the worst God, haircuts two, I've ever seen. things on his head. I was just, like, yeah. blown away. I was blown away by the clones. I just, seeing them, and I want I want it to just be about the clones. I'm literally like, Anakin, get out. Get out, Obi-Wan. I want it to be the story of the clones. Because, like, I, I'm just so curious as to what it is like to be a clone. Because they are people. And I feel like this is my thing, is that the, um, I've, I talked about this previously, but I, I think in our mind, or at least maybe in their mind, droids and clones are sort of the same you know the the clones were meant to fight the droids of the separatists and i feel like that is fucked up because they're not droids they're people they're people and even though yeah they're clones of um jango fett they were born and raised and like grew up with a mind and i don't know i just can't get past it like they're all people and um and that's why and i think that the thing this episode introduced that was so cool was slick being the traitor and why and obviously like i don't even slick right that's who i'm talking about yeah that was slick yeah so slick was the traitor Oh, man. Well, okay, first, I should go back from the beginning. So, first of all, they introduce this idea of, like, there is a traitor amongst the clones. And that, in and of itself, is crazy. Because the clones were created to serve the Jedi and the Senate. And so this is, like, bizarre that they would, any any one of them would betray. Because they have literally been, like, genetically modified to not do that. To want to, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't really understand. Yeah, they got like, the you know, yeah. compliance. You're stuff. you're going good yeah, so far. Compliance. Yeah. Um. And so just the idea that one of the clones betrayed them is wild. Um. And then they start talking about this like brotherhood that the clones have. They refer to them each other as brothers, or certain like groups of them call each other brothers. And I feel like that is so like that is a bond that. I could not ever imagine having with someone where we are literally the same and yet we're so different. And I think about like what makes clones different and what makes, I mean, there are clones that are leaders, right? Cause like those, the two guys whose name I cannot remember. Rex and Cody. Are, right. Rex and Cody, they are leaders and they are clones. They are genetically the same as the other clones. And yet for whatever reason, they are leaders and the other clones are not. And that is extremely interesting to me. And it's like, who decides what clones deserve to be leaders and what clones are lackeys? And it reminds me, if you've ever watched um, Rick and Morty, it reminds me of the, what is it called? Ricktopia? Rick, the Council of Ricks and stuff. How everyone oh, is yeah. Rick and Morty. They're all Ricks and all Mortys. And yet not all Ricks are created equal, even though they are all Ricks. And it is the same in Clone Wars. Is not all clones are created equal, even though they are all a essentially the same. So anyway, they introduced this traitor and it was pretty clear from the beginning like who it was because that the the leader of that troop was like, "No, let me talk to the guys first, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I gave him a British accent. Yeah, they're, um, they're New Zealanders. They're <laughs> um, New Zealanders. But, okay. Yeah, they're all they're all Maori. The clones. They're like they're because yeah. uh, Tamura Morrison yeah. is Maori. Oh well. Yeah, anyway. Um. Anyway, yeah. So you know they're all talking about it, and 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 then all of them talking. But like the interesting thing about this this scene, right? It's a scene where Rex and Cody are interrogating this group of like five or six clones as to where they were during the time of this like meeting to figure out who is the traitor and each of them has a very different answer and it's because they are all extremely different people despite the fact that they are the same one guy after every single battle washes his weapon he cleans his weapon the other 
two guys go got, uh, go go and get food, and another guy strings together fingers of droids that he's found, which is illegal, but it's like a keepsake for what the fuck ever reason, just to remember what's happening, to keep it as a keepsake. Those are all extremely different behaviors for people who are all the same. Well, Sorry, that was a big spiel. Well, an, you guys can interject. A, yeah, no, it's an interesting yeah. thing where, like, they're all raised the same. They're all raised the same on the rain planet, uh, which I've now forgotten the name of. Camino. Yeah, they're all raised the same on Camino, but by this point, they've they're like they're experiencing things in their own way. Like even though they're now all the same, they're having different experiences in the in the real world in the real galaxy. So it's a it's a cool thing to see that because also interesting little tidbit chronologically this is not like or not chronologically in release order this is not the first episode to sort of dive into the clones Uh so i was Mm -hmm. interested to see because like i think calvin and i we talked about this a little bit before recording are a little eh on hidden enemy because there are other episodes that i think do what it does better but like it's it's really fun to hear you react to like picking up all this stuff because it is your first time learning about the clones yeah yeah yeah, and i i I, it was just so enjoyable (laughs) well no and like yeah in the next episode you're gonna watch uh uh season three episode one clone cadets is like very much about this stuff like you're gonna it's it's right up your alley yeah it's about clones and training and stuff so yeah, no, I, for sure. I just feel yeah. so passionate about the clones and, and, and the fact that they are slaves. And that is sort of where Slick is coming from in, you know, the reason why he's betrayed the um, the Senate is because, like, they are slaves. Well, and I think that's a pretty good discussion for Hidden Enemy. So uh, how about we move wait, wait, on? Wait, oh. wait, wait. I, I want one more thing. I have, I have a couple more things about Hidden Enemy. Okay. Let, me, let, me just, let, me, let me just wrap this up real quick. Okay. Um, so, sorry, I'll be, I'll be done. I know, I talked no, a you're, lot. No, you're good. Um, yeah, so I, so I said, Slick is the traitor because they are slaves, and none of them agreed. None of the clones agreed with him. All of them were like, why would you betray us? And it really raises the question of, like, nature versus nurture. Like, what happened in Slick's life that made him change his mindset? And also, why are, where, did the clones have a choice? That's my big question. That was, like, the big big question this this episode raised for me was like did the clones have to serve and what do they get when they're done what happens to them when they finish when the war is over so we can move on to the next thing but that was that, that yeah. was just what i wanted to bring up those are some very very good questions and questions that the series will continue to wrestle with um, um, I would just no. like to say just something quick before we end, because I, I remember noticing it uh, on the rewatch, is that this is the first Star Wars you'll see, have seen, Anna, where we've got a different composer. Um, the music is, because it's for TV, you can't be having John Williams' actual god scoring a, a, a TV show every week. On Cartoon Network. So it's Kevin Kiner is the new composer, and I thought the music for Hidden Enemy, especially at the beginning, was pretty fun. I like the music a lot. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different style, but it it like it still fits within the language of Star Wars music for me. Yeah, I think it it fits in the sense of like yes, this is a Star Wars cartoon. You know? Like it's Star Wars, but this is a cartoon. You know? Yeah. yeah. So the Clone Wars movie. Hi guys. Really so sorry, but we have come into some technical difficulties and our entire conversation on the Clone Wars theatrical release has disappeared into the void. Uh, We have no clue where the audio is, but for right now, we are just going to go ahead and give you the next six episodes of Clone Wars worth of discussion. So that is Season 3, Episode 1, Clone Cadets, Season 3, Episode 3, Supply Line, Season 1, Episode 1, Ambush, and then Season 1, Episodes 2, 3, and 4, The Malevolence Arc. Thank you guys for bearing with us as we are still figuring out this whole podcasting thing. Enjoy. Yeah, but we're watching Clone Wars now. Yeah. Woo! Some really good animation, some not so good animation. <laughs> it's it's uh. so 
This it's is just the... so jarring to go back and forth and back and forth. It just, what I'm realizing is that Clone Wars has really high highs in animation, just like mm-hmm. points of absolute, like, beautiful animation, and then just very, very low lows, just points that are difficult to watch. Yeah, as we get <laughs> as we get later in the series, like, every individual episode starts having, like, really high budgets, and, you know, therefore you get some really high-quality animation, some really good lightsaber fights, all that jazz. So, you know, well, and they, they suffer they through malevolence for now. Yeah. They basically not suffering built... Malevolence, though. They basically built their animation system from the ground up. Like, they, they, they didn't use any previously existing assets, or and this was before they were at Disney, so there was, like, no, no crossover. So, like, you can see them winging it, basically. They're figuring it out on the fly for most of season one. And this is, like, the jumpiest we get, too. So, like, there's season three episodes, and then jumped back to the first season one episode that ever aired jarring experience an absolute jarring experience <laughs> yeah do you guys just want to like get into it i think yeah, yeah i mean we've, so, we've been alvin and i have been waiting the whole time as soon as you talked about clones so much last time we've been waiting for you to watch the first episode we we're going to talk about here yeah so what was this three uh seat so so the first episode we're gonna talk about is clone cadets season three episode lit one i think right. it was the premiere yes. yeah i think it was the yeah. season premiere i was obsessed with this episode yeah just the whole premise of being like hey um let's take a break from all the main characters and we're just gonna show you a little bit of what it's like to be a clone and that was an amazing experience. I was just obsessed with everything that happened in that episode. I love a good underdog story. So mm-hmm. just having the Domino Squad who are talented, but like, you know, still kind of a ragtag team, having a hard time getting like t- working together and then being like so creative and solving these problems and passing the Citadel test or whatever. I don't know. It was very cool. It was very Training fun to watch. exercises for clones. Yeah. That guy's an asshole too. That, that military guy whatever yeah. his name is i don't know his name the guy has like a brain looking yeah thing. he's a bounty and hunter he's one of the bounty hunters they hired to um train the clones because okay. they because they couldn't just get jedi to train them um so you look at me not knowing too much about the, just the episode <laughs> yeah well and, and you, yeah. you met shock t who's uh the same species oh, as ahsoka mm-hmm. yes um beautiful love i i really like this episode i think it was so cool that they established right off the bat like not even two minutes into the episode they were like all of these clones have very different personalities there was echo who like kept repeating orders and then there was <laughs> ct782 who was going and doing his own thing and i just thought that was so cool that they were like clones have personalities they are they are very different from one another it's yeah, like they- they call each other brothers, and the brother energy in this episode is off the charts. Oh my yeah. god. But I love the brother energy. I was just so, I was obsessed. It's like, if instead of, like, bullying my little sister, I was then constantly messing with alternate versions of me. And well, I just feel like there was just, there's just so much to unpack in this episode. I mean, we could talk about, like, the plot itself with the dominoes, but also it's like a little glimpse into something that means so much more on the world building. Does that make sense? Like, the implications of, like, they don't have names. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of wild that for a long time, they're just numbers and they don't have names. And I'm like, the way that strips someone of their humanity, that is messed up. But it's just kind of glossed over in this episode. They like talk about it. And obviously the name thing is touched upon with... Two different characters chose yeah, their names. Like heavy during this. And, yeah. yeah, heavy and cut up, I think it was. I can't even remember which one was which. I think heavy was CT seven eight two. I don't it's remember impossible. who Heavy was the one who was really good friends with ninety nine. So he's I only am able to tell him apart from the others because he's got the big gun. He's yeah. got the big he's got the mini gun and like this episode in particular too, of like cause they're all on their home planet, so they're still like they're they're sort of becoming individuals. None of them have different haircuts yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody's got, like, tattoos or even any, like, facial hair. They're all still, like, they're basically in boot camp. So it's impossible to tell the clones apart. Fresh out of the tank. Yeah. Do you you know what um, CT stands for? Clone Trooper. 
Clone Trooper. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, because I was trying to think because... The simplest I, answer is always the correct one yeah, in Star Wars. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking about it because I feel like the clones that we already know, the clones who are actively fighting... They all have names. So I guess that's something I was thinking of was like, oh, is naming like something you do once you pass training? Is that like a rite of passage? But like, that's so interesting. It's like the clones already are like developing their own culture and their own yeah. traditions of like naming themselves. And you know I've never what I thought mean? of it as a culture before. Yeah, that's really interesting. But that's that's what it is, is they're developing their own culture. I mean, only the clones know what it's like to be a clone. Um... They o- only clones can really truly understand the oppression of the clones. And I and, mm-hmm. and that that creates a brotherhood, which is like it, it is a, its own culture. And I think that that is just so wild. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean, though? So yeah. such little things have huge implications of this episode, which I loved. Yeah, I wrote we love a heartwarming story about slaves. Uh, <laughs> that, and that's something I their their victory at the end is that they get to go off and die in battle. Yeah, yeah they get to go off and, and fight for a war that was never theirs. And that's my thing. And like, uh, what was the name of the the girl, the Jedi? Shakti. Sh- Shakti? Shakti, yeah. Shakti. Yeah, so the Shakti. thing with her is like, they make her seem like a really kind-hearted person. And like, she's training the clones and she believes in them and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, but you are essentially still like participating in this mm-hmm. like yep. system of slavery you know what i mean yeah it's, like the it's jedi the conundrum the clones, of the jedi like kind yeah. of as a, individuals like a little bit like yet yeah, shakti literally says you know i mean like she describes she, she's saying this when describing the jedi group, group itself but she yeah. likens the clones and the jedi when she says the where the individual and the group are one and the same yeah, but she also said, I mean, earlier um, when she was talking about talking to Brick, I think that's the bounty hunter's name, the brain guy. She was when she was talking to him in the very beginning when they were watching the Domino Squad, and he was like, "You need to fail them." She said, "Like they deserve a chance, but also if they can't." function like they have to yeah. go we, we have to essentially dispose of them and i know and, and that's the, and that is the conundrum is like even if even kind caring people are still like involved in this uh involved in slavery you know and and that's the weird that's the weird thing well it's also for me <laughs> this is like a couple episodes down, but my, one of my favorite scenes in the series is when Yoda gives the clones all a Jedi lesson when they're in the cave in ambush. And it sort of lays out like he he makes sure like to treat them all as individuals and acknowledging their like unique strengths and what they need to learn. But at no point, like Anna's saying, it really is there any ever questioning of the their role as soldiers or like their purpose is still to fight, even though the like the sort of contrast set up in the series with the with the Jedi leaders of the clone army and like General Grievous, leader of the droid army, and how they treat their soldiers. But yeah, I don't know. There's just it's it's just weird. It's just weird, and it's it's kind of difficult to watch these like episodes that are somewhat lighthearted and and know that like. And I have to, like, remind myself in the back of my head, like, over and over, especially in episodes that really revolve around the clones, that, like, they are slaves. Like, no matter what is happening, like, their victories or whatever, like, this is, it's never a victory for the clones. It's a victory for the Republic, and that's different. Um, I will say, the series does know this and will eventually catch up to how screwed up it is. Yeah, that's my thing, is I'm like, I think it's kind of interesting that they're like, ha ha ha, yes, let's talk about the clones, and it's kind of lighthearted, and I'm like waiting for the the ball to drop. <laughs> yep. How is this all working into the grand scheme? How is this working into the, you know, mini scheme with the, with the war itself? Anyway... Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I mean, because there's a sort of because of the way the clones are raised and conditioned, there's sort of a it's not ever really clear early on in the series, like exactly how aware they are that they have like no free will or no choice in their lives. Well, the thing is, I mean, up until that episode uh, that we watched last week that um, I I always forget about Slick. 
Yeah, you know, he's there. Anna's favorite. I, I was just gonna say, my my boy, Slick. Yeah. But that's, that's why, like, I have a hard time in general cheering for the Republic, like, this whole time. Because I'm like, uh, are you guys really the good guys? I don't think so. I'm not really so sure about that. You know. but yeah overall this this the thing is like with the group of episodes we watched this week this was my favorite and it just goes little by little goes downhill from here (laughs) stuff i'll have to talk about but this was a great episode it is by far like the most interesting episode in terms of like the big picture of the show and what we learn what you learn about star wars because the ryloth episode with uh with Jar Jar and then that uh, Jedi who is literally called Master Die because he's going to die. That's why they called him that. Have you ever looked up his full name? No. You should Google it while we're on the recording. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, we can we can move on to um, supply lines, oh, which yeah. was because well, just unfortunately. Calvin and I can't say that much about, like, clone stuff, Mm -hmm. but we're like, ooh, you're going to get some (laughs) later. (laughs) But it's just just, you talk about it, it's me and Calvin biting our tongues. (laughs) Don't, don't spoil it, but I'm, I'm excited. Like, like that's, it's moments like that that I'm like, ah, I'm excited to see what's in the future. Have you Googled it, Calvin? I, I'm, I'm on Wikipedia right now. The page is loading. I'm a gun. <laughs> His name is I'm a gun die. I'm, I'm gonna die. That's pretty funny. I thought he was dying because of a gun, like blaster. Okay. Oh, it, it could. It, it's like it could be many puns, but it is. It is explicitly he's called that because he was always written to die at the end of the episode. Love you, Dave Star Wars. Is, Star Wars is so stupid. <laughs> I love God. Dave. I, Dave Filoni is our god, and we love him for this. Yeah. Wait, that's Dave actually Dave. very funny. Okay, but see, see, anyway, the, the clone cap, the clone captain's name is Keeley. Like that's, it's all words that sound like death. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but we're jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit. Let's. Yeah. So, so supply lines. Uh, this was season three, episode three. I'm looking at my notes, and I don't have enough stuff. Right, so this, this, this was... This was not an episode that I remembered from my initial rewatch. Like, it took me about five minutes to remember, like, what happened in the episode. That's not normally something that happens when I'm rewatching an episode of Clone Wars. Yeah, who... Well, I can't remember the name of the senator, but it's the senator from earlier. The senator f- that from, um, Christophsis. The Trade Federation? Oh, Bail Organa. Yeah, yeah, Senator Organa. Okay, okay. yeah. Yeah, so that was, this is the episode where it's him him. and Jar Jar Binks trying to convince the king of Toydaria. Oh, that's why it's placed. I always forget he's in ambush then. It's the same Toydarian king. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was an Um, interesting connection that I made. Like, it's a fun little backstory for ambush, you know? Yeah, no, it's really cool. I was like, I I was like, like, oh, they're going to tell us right away. I was expecting like, oh, we'll touch back on this in like 10 episodes, but no, Right away, we're like, cool, the King of Toydaria is back. I was like, yeah. I knew there was a benefit to going chronological. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and and that was the thing. So so supply I'm trying to think of like all like important things in this episode, but essentially it was just like the Trade Federation versus the Republic. The Republic. It was very and like politicky, which was enjoyable, but also like I will say the the sort of I something I I do want to note as it will come up again in further Clone Wars episodes is even though the the Trade Federation, like it's the same kind of battle droids and it seems like in Attack of the Clones, like all the the trade guilds join the separatists. Yeah. Clone Wars makes it explicit that that is a business deal. So like that, the Trade Federation still Mm -hmm. has a senator in the Republic and they're allowed to sort of like be like, Oh, plausible deniability about their separatist stuff. Yeah. Um, which uh, I think is, is really interesting. Uh, yeah. Side note, uh, Trade Federation Senator Lot Dodd is named after Republican Senator Trent Lott. Yes. So. Mm, love that. <laughs> yep. And uh, he mentions, we, we mentioned this, I think, in Phantom Menace, but Newt Gunray, uh, Newt the original Trade yeah. Federation guy, is Newt Gingrich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so overall, I just felt like this episode, I thought that this, this was interesting in understanding where other um, planets are coming from and not 
joining the war effort mm-hmm. because it's very obvious to viewers. To, it's really easy for us to be like, why would you stay neutral? Like, why wouldn't you help the Republic? Blah, 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 blah. But like... You know, the king of Toydaria had a really difficult decision to make. I mean, obviously, like, he wants to help people, but he also has to consider what's going to be best for his own people, which is why he took that stance of neutrality. And I I actually really appreciate that. I thought that that was very cool. And I thought his little plan to basically tell the Trade Federation that he wasn't going to help and then just kind of like sneakily on the DL help the uh, Republic was very cool. It was very clever. Anyway. He's a fun. He's a fun little side character. Like I, I would yeah. never. If you asked me to name Clone Wars characters, I would never think of him. But mm-hmm. I like. I enjoy his episodes. I, and I he shows yeah. up a few more times. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a recurring character. As just sort of he is a he is a world leader. Yeah. Is he is he the same like type of alien as the guy who enslaved Anakin? Yes. Yeah, he's the same as Watto. Yeah, so that was something I thought was interesting, too, is, like, Watto is, uh, I'm assuming he's from this planet originally, and then, you know, obviously he's, like, doing whatever he's doing on Tatooine, but I thought, so I thought it was cool that we got to, like, see this place, and we got to see, like, what these people are really like, and they're very compassionate and kind and intelligent. Like, the king is extremely smart, and it's like... Dang, Watto, what went wrong? Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, it's interesting, too, because Star Wars has a bit of a tendency of making species very one-note. Yeah. Um, I, it was more of a problem in Legends, I'll be honest, in the old stuff before the Disney purchase. But Clone Wars will do it as well. And this is a good sort of a version of that. Where, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not just, they're not, Watto's just kind of a dick. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not indicative of, of all Toydarians that Watto is a dick. Yeah. And I think that that's cool. I feel like that was, it's like, you know, a fun little backstory on Watto, even though I don't really like him or care, but, you know, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> um, show up again, so. Yeah, he's, you know. He will not show up again. Honestly, right, good riddance. You made your presumably, yeah. presumably just still running his business on Tatooine. His little yeah. tiny cart that he had. Yep. But yeah, I really liked this episode. Obviously not as much as the last one, but like, pretty good. Pretty solid episode. I felt bad for the people on Ryloft for a while, especially with oh, yeah. everything <laughs> happening. <laughs> so then I remember we were talking about accents last episode. So we got the uh, just oh, all French, French Twi'leks. I I just did it. I literally just couldn't process it. <laughs> I just was like, "What is happening <laughs> during everything that was actually happening on the planet?" Yeah, well, the accents threw me off. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Honestly, there's it's there's a bizarre. lot of accents. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a diverse galaxy. It's a diverse galaxy, I guess. I don't. It's just there that like that, and then <laughs> um, Jar Jar's weird like art piece were just very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a weird episode, honestly. It's a weird episode, but... You know, you know. I just Clone Wars really just like gives Jar Jar all the comic relief. Yeah. Yeah, Jar Jar and the droids, weirdly. The droids are constantly like... I'm like, you are like mass killing clones and then they'll be like, ha! Have you guys noticed that? Yeah. It's one of the things that I... That that always kind of pulls me out of a lot of early a, a lot of early Clone Wars is the droids doing just weird stuff. There are just yeah. a bunch of like an ambush. I there are a bunch of droid one liners and yeah, it was droids an are so stupid. Also, yeah. like like the uh, in universe reason is that really it genuinely is that they're they're super cheap and their bra- their droid brains suck, but. Yeah. It's like there's a really interesting story there to be told about a battle droid who like gains a personality because they seem like they're they're honestly doing something similar to the clones where they're like developing individualism but yeah. nobody cares and they're destroyed so often that like the got the one droid who got who complained about being promoted before Yoda murdered him I was yeah. just going to bring him up I was like yeah like what are the implications of like promoting a droid you know like he you create and gets droids a new paint job yeah like what (laughs) that's just bizarre yeah and 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 it's moments like that and that 
and it was really apparent to me, like, when we jumped back to season one, starting with Ambush, like, this is a kid's show, and they're gonna do stupid yeah. shit to make kids laugh. And this is that's a kid's okay. show on Cartoon yeah. Network in 2008. And, and, yeah. it, and you know what? Sometimes, even if you think you're a cold, jaded 22-year-old, you find yourself laughing it's at the droid one line. Yeah. <laughs> at the droid, sitting there, just humming the Imperial March as he goes. Ambush... Is season one, episode one. Yeah. I remember in 2008, <laughs> I recorded this episode on DVR because it premiered past my bedtime. Oh. And oh. I got up on a Saturday with my sister. We ate Cheerios and then we went downstairs and watched it. It is a vivid memory. Um, oh, that's adorable. This episode is <laughs> just very weird to me for a couple of reasons. I don't think it was a bad episode. There were just moments where I was like, what? Like, the whole premise is that they're playing a game. Like, they're they're placed a bet. Like, oh, if Ventress wins, you'll join, you'll, you'll join the Separatists. And if Yoda wins, you'll join the Republic. Ha ha. And it's just sort of like, uh, okay. Whereas if I was Yoda, I'd be like, F out of here, Ventress. And I'd just fight her right off the bat. <laughs> I'd be like, get out of here, you know? I was like, this wouldn't happen. And this, it, put, it took me out of the reality, I guess. I felt very, um, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's weird, but it's like, one of the things I like in this episode is that Yoda is teaching, Yoda is really at his best when he is a teacher yeah. rather than like a war leader. And Yoda is teaching everybody a lesson. He, he, he explicitly teaches the clones. He like, he lets Ventress go to learn from her mistakes. Uh, and he's trying to teach the King that, yeah, that the, the Jedi are, are able to live up to their reputation and that yeah. it, it is worthy to, tr- he, he can trust him. Yeah. It's just, I was just like, this is such a weird scenario, but the moments in it are very good. There's a yeah. lot of like, Yoda is very funny in this episode. Like I, I just can't, I don't know. I'm just kind of... I thought I wasn't going to like Yoda, but, uh, you know, you got to like Yoda. This is the best Yoda. When they write Yoda like this, he's... And I will say just a quick out-of-universe thing. Yoda was in the original trilogy. That's where he comes from. And Mm -hmm. when they originally wrote him, his first movie, he was far more like this than the sort of very serious Yoda of, of of, like, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I really liked Yoda in this because he was very, like, mischievous, you know? That look on Yoda's face when he (laughs) said, when, you know, it was only the four of them, but he was like, hmm, outnumbered are they? It's just so funny. Um, And I also love watching Yoda fight. I I want to just see, like, a compilation of every single one of Yoda's fights, because they are so entertaining. <laughs> oh, it's probably on YouTube. There's probably one on YouTube that we would be happy to send to you as soon as we finish watching the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so little. He's just yeah. so little. <laughs> but I mean, he's full of fury and... Not fury. He's a Jedi. He is full of... Power. Yeah. <laughs> he's full and in of this episode, the Force. He's full of whimsy. He's like he's he's, he's having energy. he's genuinely having fun because he knows he's going to win and he like it knows he's not going to get his soldiers killed which is pretty impressive. I yeah. I don't know. I have an yeah. enormous soft spot for this episode even though like it is absolute nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. No, and that's my thing. So I was like, I loved when the the one um, clone got hurt and Yoda was like the first one there. Like, hey, you good? Like, let's help you up. You know what I mean? I felt like that was very... He made him a crutch out of his own gun. Yeah. Like, that was just so sweet. And it really shows, you know, who Yoda is as a person. Um, but yeah, the I... situation was bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I actually... I So the clones... Interesting thing about the clones. They're all 10 years old. Like mm-hmm. in real life, because that's the timeline. They they have accelerated aging, so they're in their twenties. But I think Yoda is the only Jedi really who looks at the clones and sees children. Yeah. And so that like it really informs how he like he he goes back into teacher mode rather than warrior leader general mode. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting. I didn't really think of it that way because yeah, I mean how we see everybody else interact with the clones, they are. 
you know, seen as adults. But it's like... Rex and Anakin are like bros. They go like, they go out for drinks on the town. But yeah. Rex, is young, Rex is younger than Ahsoka. Yeah. They've only been around for, for 10 years. That's crazy to think about. It yeah. really is. When I was 10, I was watching Clone Wars, not fighting in the Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah, and sorry, I was just brought back to something that was mentioned in Clone Cadets. This is like kind of related, but also kind of not. But Go for it. someone Go for it. said, someone was like, oh, we might need to get a new host for the clones. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like start cloning someone new. And I'm yeah. like, what would that be like? Someone that's not Jango Fett. You both have this look on your face. I, I can't see the zoom, so I'm never, I'm not literally. Uh, like, okay. But uh, no, yeah, they don't have any more Jango Fett left as much. Yeah, it's a really interesting sort of idea that they introduce here. I know they deal with, so interesting sort of out of universe thing. Season three, episode one is Clone Cadets. And the mm-hmm. second episode of season two is also set on Kamino, but chronologically much later. And I know that they pick up on the Django Fett thing there. So like, that's why they've mentioned it. But like, yeah. I don't know if it's ever mentioned again. This is such a weird series. <laughs> but yeah, uh, ambushes. It's like a good, good episode. I, you know, I like Ventress. Ventress is hot. Um. <laughs> yeah, she's a fun sort of like mustache twirling cartoonishly evil villain in this episode yeah i do love i I love when yoda rips her lightsabers right out of her hands and it's just like you think you can stand up to me i'm 900 years old yeah this whole time this episode is the one that made me like want a lightsaber so bad i was like oh my (laughs) god i want one so bad like just watching yoda like yoda deflecting all of the like beams with his lightsaber mm-hmm. i i was just like oh man oh man and and i'm taking a stage combat class right now so we're like learning how to do stuff with swords and i'm like oh, god i should just get a lightsaber for class um <laughs> you know <laughs> that would be so fun oh man yeah we can talk about the next three episodes kind of as a whole like all yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. yeah, it's the first one that, like, this was written as a th- basically, essentially, a three-part e- episode story, yeah. and it was aired in that order, it was promoted like that, and this will sort of be a regular feature of the show, Yeah, but this is our first one. I don't, ha- <laughs> I don't have a ton of, like, stuff. To- I feel like there was a lot in this arc, but there wasn't, I, I don't know, I felt kind of bored, if I'm being honest. I was like, there's a lot of fighting, there's a lot of stuff. I get that. I, I, I do get you know, that. It's, the, it's a Not good, every arc's going to be the best one. <laughs> it's a good, you know, beginner Ahsoka arc. Yeah, there's, yeah. It's, it's a, there's it's a good, good... If you haven't watched the movie, it's a good, like, baseline of where she is at this moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, good it sort background of establishes, Jedi moments. Go it establishes... Uh, Ahso- well, like, Ahsoka... And this is honestly her Anakin showing is that like Anakin's trying to be a responsible adult and Ahsoka's like, no, no, I want to be Anakin. I'm going to save everyone at any cost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. And that's good. I just felt I was like, they're pushing it. I was like, we get it, Ahsoka. We got it. Your personality trait. We got it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that I think that's the thing. It's just that. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that was kind of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, we all just kind of were bored slash didn't much like Ahsoka right at the beginning. She's written with very, uh, uh, she's written with these obvious flaws. Um, Yeah. That, you know, I mean, it's, you know, character growth, you know, we're in season one. And I think that my thing right now is just that Ahsoka seems very stereotypical in a way. She's just like, you know, the punky teenager who goes against what people want and she, you know what I mean? And, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that and I like that but I'm ready, I'm like I know that there will be more substance to her in the future and I'm like looking forward to that because she's a yeah. likable character mm-hmm. and it, she's very cl- clearly written to be likable. Like She's an enjoyable character to watch, but I'm just like, there's more to her than what they've shown us. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I just didn't really get what I wanted from this arc, but that's okay. Yeah. No, there are there are far better. Even in season one, there are far better Ahsoka episodes. Yeah. Um, this is. I mean, it's pretty pretty surface level. Her sort of friendship slash dad Plo Koon is introduced, but yeah, that's sort of like the only thing of consequence for her really is that like that relationship is established they will be like sort of they will be friends for the rest of the show (laughs) 
I think that there was one moment that really stood out to me, though, which was where, um, you know, the clones are and and the general, I think, like the one Jedi dude is like caught in their pod and they can't get out. And they're just yeah. essentially waiting to be killed. And they're talking about whether or not someone will come and rescue them. And a clone says, you know, we're just clones. We're meant to be expendable. And the Jedi says, not, not to, me. to me. And that was so cool. I was like, okay. that. So that is literally the one note I have about, like, all of these episodes. It's like, yeah. this was such a good moment. It um, is. It's fantastic. It's so good. And I guess I'm also just like... <laughs> A clone stand. Like I just want the clones. So <laughs> but Well you got you got some more there was like one you got more terrible haircuts in this episode. I love oh their God. bad haircuts and like their weird personalities. Mm. I feel it's just I love it. I love the clones so much. Um <laughs> but yeah. Great. But yeah, that moment was adorable. That moment was so <laughs> And, and I feel like it sh- again shows how complex the Jedi's relationship to the clones is. Because Even they though... do care about them. Or Sorry. some of them do, at Go least. On. Yeah, no, no, what? Even though what? Uh, even though, like, they were, you know, very much thrown into their relationship together in such a, you know, weird unknown way. I mean, like, how, how long has it been since Attack of the Clones? Like, what, seven months now, you know? Yeah. My yeah. guess is, like, half a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no good timeline source, but the only way I sleep at night is if I imagine that it's been a while since Attack of the Clones, otherwise yeah. the whole series makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I assume it's been a while since Attack of the Clone. because yeah. Well, because Padme and Anakin, I feel like their relationship is a little more established at this yeah. point. That, I will say, you mentioned this uh, earlier, I think in the Attack of the Clones episode, is that this... This is one of the... I like the third episode of the Malevolence ones because it's Anakin, Padme, and Obi-Wan having a little fun adventure. Yeah. yeah. It's what we were missing in Attack of the Clones. Like, Yeah, for sure. And I, C-3PO was there, too, to, you know, have his hijinks. I don't Poor know. Poor 3PO. <laughs> 3PO? I'm still a little iffy about 3PO. Love 3PO. <laughs> He's, I, I loved him in um, Phantom Menace, and now I'm just like... Are you this dumb? <laughs> he's just he's just like, miserable all the time. My poor boy. <laughs> my poor boy. Into stuff that he doesn't want to be dragged into just He just wants to go to fancy droid. dinner por- parties and talk yeah. to like he wants to tell people like how to speak to each other and he's just constantly in war. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And they just bring him along. But yeah, it was cute. You know, it's cute to see Anakin and Padme and blah, blah, blah. But I'm also like, ew, Padme, you could do better. That's sort of, that's honestly, <laughs> that pretty much sums them up. It's like, oh, adorable. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this, I once Padme? again bring up the fact that Obi-Wan right there. I was just going to say, I'm like, but who would go for Anakin when Obi-Wan is literally there? Well, I like, just don't understand. <laughs> Hayden Christensen will look much better as Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, and that's what this, like, Clone Wars Anakin is based on. But also, she fell in love with scrawny monk, like, frosted tip hair Anakin. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Anakin who would have been on NSYNC. Anakin who would have been a fan of Blink-182. Stop. I don't want to <laughs> imagine, like, greasy Anakin with his, like, rat tail wearing, like, a Blink-182, um... <laughs> like t-shirt asking you to name three of their albums yeah like you're a fake fan oh my god see that's the thing though is i'm like if anakin and padme were a couple in our world he would gaslight the fuck out of her (laughs) you know he would yeah (laughs) i don't like anakin uh it's okay (laughs) sorry yeah um the droid general what did you think of general grievous he is very ugly. <laughs> I don't know. I just looked at him and I was like, yeah, they wanted you to be a bad guy. Um, yeah, we will. Get I don't an, know. We'll get an interesting backstory on him in uh, the next episode, in a couple episodes, but not the next one was episode in the next podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Calvin and I were talking about this is that he's introduced in revenge of the Sith. So he gets like his villain introduction there. And so he just sort of randomly appears in this episode and you're, you're sort of supposed to know who he is. 
So it's like kind of a terrible introduction to him. Yeah. Yeah, I like didn't even know who you were talking about until you were like, no, the the droid dude. Um, he is fine. I don't know. I just felt very like I feel like so much was happening in this episode and also not enough. And you know, that I, I was a little out of it. I, I, enjoy com- I enjoy when he complains the ship isn't fast enough, but that's the only thing yeah. I can really remember. <laughs> It's like, you know, he's there. He's a bad guy. I feel like, again, it's like a kid's show. Bad guys have kind of their own little role that they follow, and he definitely played it well. There's a moment later on in in the third episode of The Malevolence Arc when Grievous has had a bunch of rubble fall on him, and then he punches out of it, and he's angry, and I'm like, ooh, that's, you know, somewhat menacing. Yep, that's a bad guy. I don't know. It's also just like a little... I think, if anything, he was almost like underwhelming after the like scary spider dude. Underwhelming, overwhelming, underwhelming. Trench Trench was so wild, you know? Trench was like scary. Everyone was afraid of him. He was like a tough guy to beat. And then Anakin killed him in like such a cool way that he just stands out more in my mind. Whereas this guy, it's like, but I feel like a big part of my being underwhelmed is because I didn't get the actual villain introduction I would have gotten. Yeah, and he has a better... He's got some better stuff coming up, but yeah, that's why we brought it up because it's like, yeah, it's just he's oh, just a weird there. introduction. This is his introduction. To him. Just wanted to see how it was. Well, and um, it's, it, the ship almost gets more character development than he does. You're right about that. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We'll get I, there. I honestly, I love the malevolence design. I think it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and I a, a one real world thing is that this is sort of like. The idea of the malevolence is based on the uh, German battleship Bismarck from World War One, which was billed as like the unsinkable destroyer. It was going to yeah. end the war. And like the malevolence, it was destroyed in its first battle. Hmm. Interesting. Wait, that's really that's really cool. Yeah, my only other note for this episode is that in the first one, the music is going ham and I'm here for it. I noticed that too. Um, I noticed that there was a lot of there's a lot of good music, and I feel like it's very like I, I the, these episodes really made me realize like the difference from this music versus the music in the movies. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because yeah. they're similar, but they're also very different. Yeah, you even know? just tech, even just technically, John Williams has like the best orchestra in the world. He is conducting yeah. them. It is like a master at work, and like the. Uh, Kevin Kiner, who does Clone Wars, is a very good composer, but he also, I'm pretty sure, has no orchestra. It's all, like, generated music. It's all samples and recordings. Mm -hmm. And he does a very good job with it. He gets an orchestra, like, once a season um, because it costs a lot of money. But there is a very distinct sound to the Clone Wars music. Yes. Like, it's, it's notable even in just sort of, like, TV music in general. Yeah, yeah, and and I feel like I didn't notice it as much in the past episodes, but I definitely, like, watching the episodes for this week, I definitely was like, oh, shoot. I was like, this slaps, but, like, this is also very different. (laughs) Random side note, I, once again, loved Padme's hair. Oh, my God, Padme. The the, the ponytails, like, all linked together. It's got my gay seal of approval. Yeah, she's got a fun little action outfit, too, rocking the vest. Yeah. Padme is a style icon. I, every time I see Padme, I'm just like, yes, she's powerful, she's intelligent, she's smart, she's beautiful, and fashion icon. I'm obsessed. I literally... We haven't even got her sort of iconic Clone Wars Senate look yet. I'm excited for for you to see that. Yeah, like, if I were to cosplay from Star Wars, which I definitely, like, will at some point, like, I'm gonna be cosplaying Padme just because her looks are so killer. Um, You could just put a bathrobe on and say you're a Jedi. No. I've I've got... I have two... I've got my darker brown cardigan that has a hood and then a lighter ground lighter brown cardigan vest that like i put the lighter brown over the darker brown and i looked like obi-wan in episode two that's why you've been growing the beard and the beard yeah okay wait this is like a just like a side story but um (laughs) 
Calvin made me get him a beard in Animal Crossing because his for his do you remember that Calvin? Yeah, I do. You wanted actually. to you wanted your um Animal Crossing character to have a beard so you could be Obi Wan Kenobi and I like no, had it, one. it needed to be the goatee. It needed to be the goatee because right, it needed right, to right. be episode be the three Obi Wan. Yeah, and you literally were like, check. I was like checking my able sisters every day, waiting for that goatee to get it to Calvin. It was so funny. Um, and I was, yeah. I was Obi Wan, and I, I, I went it's online. The depths I found of Calvin's love for Obi Wan. I, I found yeah. someone's um, Jedi. Uh, you know, I, I got their little QR code for the for the sewing machine for some for Jedi the, robes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and and here I am uh, in February, and I haven't played Animal Crossing since May. <laughs> You're such a oh. turbo nerd. I've 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 been playing Animal the Crossing. The levels of nerd here. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, um, does anyone have any final re- revelations about these episodes? Um, clone cadets slapped. The other episodes were pretty good. Um. I'm a clone stan through and through. It's again sort of a a grab bag of like of different episodes, but you will get to see Domino Squad again. Woo! Yay, yep. Domino Squad, my yep. boys! So for the next episode, uh, we are watching. It's the next six episodes in season one, so no jumping around this time. Um, episode season one episodes five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. That's Rookies, Downfall of a Droid, Duel of the Droids, Bombad Jedi, Cloak of Darkness, and Lair of Grievous. Yay. Man, they, yeah. they love throwing of into these titles. They do. Well, I mean, it, the Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. That's true. Return, Return of, of the, the Jedi. Jedi. Rise of Skywalker. Even Phantom Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot.